you're listening to the Black Side Fun. a.m., an explosion of unimaginable force took place near the stony Tunguska River near a tributary of the inside Siberia. The explosion had the strength of 10 to 15 megaton bomb, with some estimates even going high as 50 megatons. That would be a 1,150 times as strong as the atomic bomb that was dropped in Hiroshima. 100 years later, the Tunguska event still in the 20th century's great unresolved Many believe that it was a meteor strike. A British astrophysicist, Fred Hoyle, said the event was the result of a meteor strike, but it wasn't until 1927 that an expedition may have reached the rough terrain of the uh, Tunguska River. They found a scene of utter destruction covering more than 1.5 square acres and about 6,000 miles square of obliterated forest. So trees were flat for miles in like a radius. So it looked like a blast of like, if an atomic bomb went off, look like the blast from the shockwave leveling a circular pattern of trees in the Tunguska forest. That's that's why it's believed as meteor strike detonating above the sort of atmosphere pushing down a pressure of air. The strangest thing though is that they found materials that were not earth earth like. Um, One of them was a metal cube so when when heat on a piece of iron from a blast, it's never perfect. It's never it's, it's always like a rock formation because it's kind of like you know if you roll a snowball, a snowball's never perfectly smooth. It's always going to have ridges and divots because nature's never smooth like that. Um, that's why it's strange that there's been reports of a, a metal cube that was smooth, and and that's why. The, the Tunguska event is such a phenomenous event because there's so many different reports. One, it happened in early uh, the 20th century in a location that's very remote in a nation that's very closed off. Um, this is right during the Bolshevik Revolution. So, of course, you know, not a lot of uh, reports were coming from that. And also, when it's early back then, Communications were not uh, extremely fast, so it's, as anyone played the game telephone as a kid, you, you get the reports and the you know purple monkey dishwasher event happened. Simpsons reference for people who don't know. The witnesses from the settlements of Bambara, about forty miles away, reported that it was uh, broke all the windows and their doors. The pressure wave and glow were observed for over. 300 miles. So whatever the blast that happened, you could see it for 300 miles. That's that's obscene. That's bigger than a nuclear blast. And the women in Huntingtonshire, England, observed a glow. A bunch of women <laughs> that were uh, at a hotel um, in one of the taller hotels in, the, in London, England, saw uh, a glow on the horizon from this event. 
which also from England, Siberia, Russia, which is almost like above, it's like above China, almost on the coast, on um, next, almost to Alaska. Um, from there, all the way to England, you can see a glow in the, in the horizon if you were looking at that moment, which is insane. That is that is absolutely insane. And also the fact is, 300 miles they felt the pressure and blew off doors and broke windows. 300 miles. The tremendous heat released turned into a massive glowing charcoal. So there's charcoal everywhere because that's what happens when there's so much heat onto wood. It turns into charcoal. A catastrophe like this one, though, because it was a catastrophe. I'm sure there was massive damage. Uh, the meteorite strike brought more than just destruction. Um, it all, like also smelted. I don't want to say melted, but smelted actual like metals and minerals in the soil too. And that's where that weird smooth cube was found. The other theories, uh, other eyewitnesses say they saw a long object glowing blue white from falling from the sky. Uh, they said it's about 12 miles long. Um, and the light emitted was actually 20 miles high to people who were far enough away. And they said, the, you know, and these are all estimations back then. But you imagine if you're a witness and you see some big, long blue light coming down, all of a sudden, like, the explosion and explosions of brightness went 20 miles into the sky. Um, a German astrophysicist, Wolfgang Hunt, I apologize for butchering that last name, uh, was of the opinion that it's a natural gas explosion, um, which is absurd because I feel like a natural gas explosion, it wouldn't be this powerful. You know, because there's been gas explosions, natural gas explosions, all the time, all around the world. Nothing has been this big and devastating. Especially something where even even experts say like the natural gas reserves in this specific location weren't that extreme. So you would get more natural gas out of places like the Bermuda Triangle and stuff like that. Some people even say it's a UFO that a UFO crash landed in this in this spot. Um, that one I feel like this UFO would have to be like a mothership something and also you we would have found remnants from I mean or maybe there was maybe there was remnants that were found and governments that went investigated probably the Russian government because they were the first ones on the scene probably might have hit hit the objects might have been like oh we found something or taking all of this in and studying it you know they, that's all conjecture also I feel like maybe if this happened, you know, because there's that theory of the Roswell, New Mexico incident that computers and everything came from the wreckage that was found in Roswell. I feel like maybe Russia would have had a little head uh, step up uh, finding a UFO this early before Roswell. Um, so if they found wreckage, I'm sure they would have uh, um, had computers a little bit earlier than we did. <laughs> Um, alternate explanations another theory was a small black hole um, form you know, coming through forming but again I feel 
feels such as that if it was a black hole, as in it would have still be going. Black holes don't explode and stop. That one I, I, I don't I don't believe. There's also similar instances of this as the explosion similar to the one in Tunguska, uh, was a hundred times weaker, but uh, it was over the Amazon in nineteen thirty. Um, there's another one in North America in the nineteen sixties. Um, September 9th, 1979, there was an explosion over the South Atlantic at the time. It ended up being an atomic bomb test conducted by Israel and South Africa, known as the Vela Explosion, after the Vela satellite that reported it. It's still not all clear that this was, in fact, an atomic bomb. Um, the satellite cannot confirm, confirm it as such due to an electrical malfunction. The American researcher said it was a strike by a small meteorite in atomic test, especially with the Israeli bombing. Have led to some thorny political problems with this and the American interpretation of this, so that's not one sided. So, atomic, but that's the thing. Some there, there's even been theories about the Tunguska event that it was your first atomic test in nine, the early 1900s. I feel like if we were testing atomic weaponry that early, we would have been, you know, 50 years later, we would have had better technology with the atomic explosion. We would be a hundred years ahead of the of uh, what atomic and nuclear technology would have been. Um, my personal opinion is, uh, I I believe it was a meteorite, um, but I've seen so many reports of other things like uh, it being sort of a uh, unknown craft um, being the unknown craft would explain the small metal cubes that were found um, because there were some international researchers who went for about in like, I think it was like 10 years after the event and they all said they discovered strange anomalies um, they found a tree that had its own gravitational pull now imagine you're walking up put your hand on the tree and it feels like you're falling onto the tree even though you're still standing upright and they tested items like oranges and small fruits and rocks and stuff and they would fall against the tree like they were falling from the from on top of the tree down to the ground but when they would toss up the orange the orange would fall towards the tree bounce off the tree and then hit the ground or they uh small rocks if they throw like sand and small rocks you would see the sand fall towards the tree while everything else would fall towards the ground so the tree was emitting its own gravitational pull which has never been heard because trees would it would not be mag if we even was magnetized it wouldn't it couldn't be magnetized. like even if you tried to magnetize wood it doesn't because it has no mag- magnetic um, properties and then so any metals in the soil that you would toss up still wouldn't collect on there and it also wouldn't explain the apples and oranges that were growing up and they would fall towards the tree even about like five to six feet distance so imagine you're tossing up an apple in the up you know just toss it up like two or three feet up in the air and they would start to sort of float towards the tree and then like you know of course it's not like a you know like straight to the tree but they would all just and they tried at different angles, and they would all like change their trajectory. Man, that word right? Towards the 
the tree. Um, and also they found strange things like uh, rocks that are fused together, you know, from the heat, but there was no glass. So rocks um, are made of silica. When you heat silica up to a certain degree, it turns to glass. Glass is just a melted version of silica. These rocks were fusing together, but there was no glass formed or around the fusion point, which is not really seen in nature. That's that's why some people came up with wild theories as like uh, two universes merging together in one spot, creating an explosion, um, or uh, the black hole idea, where it was such a gravitational force uh, force it fused items together. Um, but this is why the Tunguska event is just so strange and um, such a wild people throwing out opinions and, and uh, theories. The UFO theory where they believed it might have been just a massive ship coming down and it's thrusts and burning and smashing everything into into the ground like a, like a bomb. Um, and that actually, there's a, a a video game called Resistance: Fall of Man for PlayStation Three. Its story evolved around the Tunguska event, where it was a meteorite carrying bacteria that was sort of infectious and plague, and uh, this the, this plague infests humans, and then the government, the Russian government, kind of seals off, trying to combat this plague, and when the humans turn into get infected with this plague, it turns into like an alien, it's like the alien incubates inside the human, um, and they, they, one of the cool things is the aliens are extremely hot, they've run hot all the time, so they need a cool environment, so they start free, using technology to sort of, um, change the atmosphere around Russia, and they're trying to take over the world, it's a really cool game, um, really wish they would bring that back for like the PS5. Anyway, sorry my nerding, nerding out on this. But like the Tunguska event though, it's just the, that, that cube. They found, it, when, they, when I say a metal cube, it's exactly what I'm saying. An actual cube that's made of like raw metals. They, they said it was a mix of like iron and, and uh, um, the other one, like magnesium. And it was smooth, completely, and also it was perfect cube like they measured it and they, they even put like levels on it just to see there was no dip and it was perfect and they found it in the middle of this blast radius like almost ground zero so something either was what's left of the meteorite which is still crazy that this would form a perfect cube um, or if it is an alien spacecraft or spaceship that it you know this was something that was left And my theory on that is uh, um, well, I see it as more of it the reports of this cube unsubstantial. You know, it's, so my theory it's a meteorite. And because I don't know if a lot of people remember that a few years ago in Russia um, we had a similar event where meteorite was coming through the atmosphere and the heat buildup going through our thick polluted atmosphere uh, 
warmed up the meteorite so so hot that the interior blew up. Like it's like it's like a you're putting a hot pocket in the microwave. You turn on the microwave and the hot pocket blows up because the heat builds up inside, and when heat builds, it expands. So the meteorite coming in from the atmosphere, it's hot, it's hot, it's hot. The materials inside start boiling, and the air wants to escape, creating a boom, a burst. Um, there's video, you can find it on YouTube. I'm sure if you put Russian meteorite explosion, and I think it's like mid-2000. Um, you can see videos of the meteorite coming in and detonating above the thing. It was thousands and thousands of miles above the city, and it was like a nuclear blast. My thing, though, my question is, this meteorite had to be pretty massive. They say it was 12 miles wide. My thing is, I feel like we would have found chunks of that meteorite, and this wouldn't have been a questionable event. Because if something is that big, it's coming in the atmosphere. But the other thing, too, is meteorites don't come in at, like, 50 miles an hour. They're going thousands of miles an hour their atmosphere. Things 12 miles long, that would have had to heat up so hot so fast in a matter of seconds before it could make a landfall. And that's what's crazy is a 12 mile blast or a 12 mile meteorite that I feel like would have done more atmospheric damage. You know, it would have been more of known if a 12 mile radius meteorite was coming in going that fast it's that big that's that's the only questions that i have is because i just feel so like if this thing was that that wide that big i feel like it we could it couldn't have heat up fast enough to detonate before it hit the ground and they said that there was no there was a, there was a crater but it wasn't an impact because a 12 mile radius meteorite would have done massive destruction. Like this, there would have been like years of fire. Um, the, you know, uh, mushroom cloud, like massive miles wide, uh, possibly, you know, it, it would have been really, really bad for the humans on Earth. And the fact is in the early 1900s, it was a blip, you know, they, it was, it was like an event, like an explosion. It was a massive explosion, but it there wasn't any atmospheric changes, uh, and that that's what I, my, that's the only thing that I'm conspiracy theorizing about is this massive meteorite detonated above the Earth or above above ground level, and they couldn't find massive chunks of meteorite where it would be just pure evidence like this is a meteor this was this is a space rock um and also the fact is it it heated up so fast that it couldn't actually make contact with the ground so um yeah that's this is one of those situations where i'm just like how i I got questions and i don't think we'll ever find out exactly what happened um, because I think we've all said on our uh, on the idea that it was just a meteorite coming through and it detonated above ground um, it heated up so hot that it, it burst before it 
make contact. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty insane. Um, we're gonna take a quick break right after this message, and um, we'll talk more about this. We'll actually have a caller call, call in. Are you tired of boring dinner? You want to try something new and awesome? Try Love Pepper. Made with fresh, organic ingredients. It's made with love, hence the name Love Pepper. So go try it out. If you want to go check it out, check out Love Pepper on Facebook. That is L-U-V-P-E-P-P-E-R. That's L-U-V-P-E-P-P-E-R. And buy yourself a bottle today. And we're back. I just want to thank our sponsor, Love Pepper. Um, so, uh, yeah, that was the Tunguska event episode. Um, catch us on Twitter at Blacksite Files One. Um, also, check us out on Facebook at Blacksite Files. And this is your host, Mike Laws, signing out. <laughs>